We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It goes down. down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Murky, gloomy, soupy, foggy Wednesday hump day morning to you. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. Jeff Howe will be along shortly. Our esteemed producer there behind the glass. He's kind of my, uh, run blocker in front of me too in terms of getting to the building ahead of me and letting me know what's going on that would be Cameron Parker because Cameron like me is a uh, Williamson County resident and so he kind of usually traverses the same uh, path and track that I do to get here to the ARN compound and so he was out front of me so I'd heard Don Miller's traffic report say there was a problem on 360 right around the around the bridge around the Pennybacker Bridge and so I was checking with you, and you said, "But so far, so good. It looked good, and then it got a little gummy, a little hairy, a little hairy. It always gets like that." It, and I, and I made the decision based on what was happening uh, coming out of uh, Georgetown, going down the toll road. And Don, to his credit, said, "There's problems on both. If you're going down 35 through Round Rock, there's always a problem there every day. We know that." And then there was some on toll 130, but it went the toll road, and it was it was sluggish for a while, and then. Coming across on 45, it kind of loosened up. Then on Mopac, then it got busy. But when Cam told me, he said, "There's, I think you said there's, uh, there is a wreck, and there's a backup ahead or something like that." Then I thought, okay, uh, I'm just gonna make a call here. And I gritted my teeth, I closed my eyes, and I chose Mopac, and it, it actually worked out okay. Yeah, I think you beat me because when you texted me about being stuck in the toll road, I was almost at 360, and you got to the studio before me, I think. Oh, okay. Well, it was pretty close one way or the other, so it ended up working out. But anyway, we're glad to be in the building there. Jeff has to deal with his own problems coming out of south, as we know, out of Hayes County with all the problems they have as well. Um, what did you – did you do anything uh, 
specific for uh, Valentine's Day? I took in the McCallum first Eastview girls by district round last night. Look at you. Were you calling that game? I was. Okay. All right. And uh, we have to expect a full report on that. I mean, did did everything go okay? Yeah, we saw a little four corners in the second half from Coach Michael Hall and Eastview. Got their first playoff win since the 2018 season, upsetting McCallum, who had a perfect district year, 16-0 under Coach Keen. Great season for the Knights. Uh, fell in the first round, however, to Eastview. Uh, so, really exciting game. But don't see a lot of four corners. But um, that game, and then, the, of course, the one in Oklahoma from two weeks ago, it seems like now coaches are maybe bringing back the Dean Smith offense. At least that wasn't 4-2. to two. No, uh, and, and and I did rem- and I did uh, mention when we we had that uh, high school score uh, from last week up in Oklahoma. I think it was Anadarko against Weatherford. It was a four to two ball game. Uh, what did you say your final was again? Forty eight, twenty nine, twenty five, twenty nine, twenty five. Um, that's kind of a way of things they do out in West Texas with a lot of lower classification, even you know like Level Land and Canyon and. And uh, Nazareth, they'll play a lot of those twenties to thirties games because they're very selective. They're not deliberately trying to stall because, in many cases, they're the far better team. Mm-hmm. But the other team might be trying to, and then they execute their offenses really well, and so they they can win that low scoring game. And that's how you have all those uh, all those championship banners out there in West Texas. But uh, now, where was the game played? McCallum. Okay. Don Cattle Gymnasium. Okay. All right. Do you big? Give you a good setup there. Where yeah, you the game. very, uh, very helpful. It's a fun gymnasium. Great crowd. Yeah. Uh, mentioned the scoring. McCallum was shut out in the third quarter because of that four corners offense. And they went. They both scored eighteen points in the first half. Second half total, I think it was eleven to five. That was a difference maker. <laughs> it happens on occasion, especially in in um, high school basketball, where you'll get the occasional quarter shutout. Mm-hmm. It's rare to happen in college basketball. I've seen it uh, a few times. Uh, Texas shut out a couple of teams, I remember, in the quarter. And the Longhorns themselves, several years ago, I remember, they were playing a game. Believe it or not, Texas was playing, the Texas women were playing Little Rock. And the game was in Little Rock. It was kind of a homecoming game for Karen Aston. She was the coach because she had, uh, uh, at the time of Texas, and she had been there. And uh, they went up there and did, and uh, it was. One of those deals, kind of like at Texas State, where if you're broadcasting, you're up on the concourse level, you know. And they were not good for about three quarters, and some of it was she benched Brooke McCarty for a while because uh, Brooke was uh, late to a to shoot around or a meeting or something, and and uh, and so they got behind by 13 points to Little Rock at the end of the third quarter, and they had been scoreless in the third quarter. And then they turned around and just blitzed them in the fourth quarter. McCarty took over the game, and Texas won it by the. 11 or 12 or something like that. But uh, occasionally you'll see those uh, the, those scoreless quarters. They do happen on occasion. Now, I will tell you this. I, uh, I, I am in favor of, and, and uh, no less a learned man than uh, my broadcast partner on Longhorn men's basketball, Eddie Orn, says that he is in favor of this. I would like to see um, – the I, w- I would like to see the quarter system go for the men's game as well. Yeah, uh, two rules I'd, li- I'd like to see them adapt that to the men's game. Uh, and he said, "What's the difference? It's still forty minutes of basketball. Uh, one difference is the foul situation. There is no one in one in the women's game. It's five fouls per quarter. When the team gets to the fifth foul, it's two shots. And uh, and and I think it moves the game along a little quicker. That's one thing. And then the other thing is." 
is the, uh, the the women's game has the NBA rule where you can call timeout inside the last minute after a made basket and advance the ball into the front court out of the timeout. Uh, and and I, I like that rule as well, just like with the NBA. So anyway, that's uh, there's a couple of couple of thoughts there on uh, basketball. Big 12 basketball, it's a three-way tie atop the conference standings. Uh, Texas, Baylor, and Kansas are now there. Uh, Kansas had um, had uh, a fight on its hands in the first half from Oklahoma State and then pulled away. I got a chance kind of to see a little bit of that. Um, Linda and I went out for, for dinner last night for, uh, for Valentine's Day, and the place we went to, we had a reservation, but obviously on Valentine's Day, uh, things can run a little slower, maybe behind a little bit. So uh, they assured us, they said, we've got your reservation. We'll see you. We've got your cell number. Um, we'll uh, we'll call or text you when, when it's time or something, if you're okay with that. But we're going to probably be running a few minutes behind. And so we said, okay, okay, if we go to the uh, bar and sit in there and have a, have a cocktail. And they said, absolutely. So we went in there and we were sitting there, um, uh, at the bar and, and there were three games on one was the, uh, Duke Notre Dame game, which ended with Duke winning. And then, well, and that was pretty much ending up, but Wisconsin and Michigan were playing on one screen. And then the other one was the start of the, uh, Oklahoma state, Kansas game in the middle screen. They had it on net on NFL network and they had it on, the world's greatest Super Bowl commercials, basically. And we talked about the Super Bowl commercials the other day. Uh, they, they, I did not remember, still, I, I can't remember seeing as many uh, uh, celebrity endorsement commercials as I saw this year. I think it, it, it had to have set a record for celebrity endorsement commercials. Had to have. And, uh, I mean, starting right out of the gate with the uh, Ben and J-Lo the Duncan mm-hmm. commercial. And there were so many other, um, you know, uh, commercials. There was one I didn't even mention the other morning when I was in Lubbock and it was on the air. The one with Sylvester Stallone with the, with that kind of like that Mount Rushmore, that, that statue thing, and it sneezed and blew him out and had his family there with him. There was there was that as well. There was the, one of those in there. So Was that a cliff type of? Remake or wasn't he yeah. reprising an old role? Was it yeah. in the movie Cliffhanger? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly okay. what it is. And I thought it reminded me of something, and that was it. Because okay. I remember that I saw that movie. In fact, yes. Um, so, so anyway, I uh, that was on while we were sitting in there. But I watched some of the Kansas Oklahoma State game, and and uh, while we were sitting there waiting for our table to be called, and by the time we seated, I think it was it was probably halftime, and then uh, and then as we were having dinner in the second half, Kansas was pulling away. And uh and I I said to I said to Linda, I said, oh, there's Grady Dick doing his thing at a career high twenty six points in that game for for KU and they uh certainly looked the part and did what they had to do and uh and and got the win. So now there's a three way tie atop the Big Twelve standings with Texas, Kansas and Baylor. And the thing is, there are still head to head games remaining between all three against one. They made the rounds once. Texas had beaten Baylor. Baylor had beaten Kansas. Kansas had beaten Texas. So they went round robin the first time around. Now they get ready this week. Baylor is at Kansas. Texas will have to be at Baylor, and then Kansas will be at Texas. So uh, 
that's uh, you know that's that's where that is. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Before then, of course, the Longhorns have to play Oklahoma. Sooners got a home win over Kansas State last night. K State may be fading from the contender uh, picture a little bit. They they have a tough closing schedule. I mean, all the closing schedules as we detailed in the Big Twelve Conference are difficult, but uh, they they've got a tough one because they've got some tough road tests ahead of them. So they're going to have to deal with that. It had to be a tough road test coming out of. Hayes County, just it was, it was coming out of Williamson County. But coming out of Hayes County was the pride of Northwest Williamson County and a proud graduate of Florence High School. That'll never change. Uh, he uh, wore the purple and white Highway 79. They knew him as when he was uh, an honorable mention all-district offensive lineman for the Florence Buffaloes. But you know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. That would be Jeff Howe. How you doing? Good. That was my big takeaway from Big 12 Hoops last night. I think K-State's pretty much done at this point in terms of <sighs> That was one they could not afford to yeah. lose. And you say, man, on the road, it's tough. Sure it is. But if you're going to contend for a conference championship, you're going to have to have some road success because it's hard enough to win in some way. They, I mean, that, that basically, uh, if not losing at home to Texas, certainly losing on the road at Oklahoma – Pretty much nullifies your road win in Austin. Yeah, I mean, because they're seven and six in the league yeah. right now. It'd be so. it'd be difficult to do that. I mean, if they ran the table twelve and six, maybe you get a piece of it. I doubt it. Uh, I think it's going to be more like fourteen and four, maybe thirteen and five. I'll, I'll give you credit. Uh, I, I said when it was crowded at the beginning, I said twelve and six might win this thing, and you said no. I think it's going to be at least thirteen. Yeah, thirteen yeah. wins, thirteen wins, just to get there. a piece of it. I think mm-hmm. probably yeah. like that. Um, okay, uh, Valentine's dinner last night. What did it turn out to be for the house? Oh, we just went. We just went to Jason's Deli. Nothing huge. Okay, yeah. is that the Jason's Deli right there, all thirty-five on that west side? Sure is. Yeah, I always remember that one because that's where we had lunch uh, with my daughter Julie and her first day at Texas State. Yeah. I went down there for parental orientation and all that stuff. I think I told the story on the air, but it was this was back in the fall. We're going out to eat one night, and Charlotte says, "Can we go to the place with the with the orange stuff on the wall?" And we're like, "The orange stuff on the wall." And we're, it's like, "What are you?" Or Tamara and I trying to figure out like, "What is she talking about?" There's no orange Julius around here. And she and she's said, not thinking of Orange Theory Fitness. She said, "You know the place with the ice cream." And we said, "Jason's Deli." She said, "No, not Jason's Deli." It turns out in the end, she was talking about Jason's Deli and. I forgot Tamara said something. Are you talking? I think she said, are you talking about Chewy's? And Charlie goes, this is my four-year-old just goes, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, she was talking about Jason's Deli. So. But sometimes uh, out of the mouth of small children, uh, when, when uh, Linda's grandson, Sam, was about four years old, uh, he's six now, might have been three or four years old, That is his mom, Linda's daughter, was asking about something what did he want, or this or that, or dinner, or this, then he was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when it happens like that, I don't know. Um, okay, so you wound up at uh, uh, Jason's Deli. Yeah, nothing, nothing huge. Okay. It's, it's really hard to figure out Valentine's dinner when you have no babysitter and a four-year-old. It's really hard. It's to, a really good point. It's really hard to go all out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to find. You can't find a babysitter on Valentine's. Everybody's got plans. Everybody's going out and doing something. Well, the babysitters may have dates. Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's so all there's good. some of that. Uh, so I, I did think about you. Uh, I didn't tell Linda where we were going to dinner last night. I said, eh, it's kind of surprising. I said, but it's not, you know, I said, I said, it's a place you haven't been before. And she forgot that I mentioned that. <clears throat> so we head up, we go north on 35. Uh, coming off 195, we go north. We not mm-hmm. we do not go south toward Austin. She goes, 
oh, we're going north. I said, yes. <laughs> so we're going and we're driving and all this. <laughs> we roll through Gerald. She goes, are we having dinner in Gerald? No, we're not having dinner in Gerald. And that would make Jeff happy too. We're not having dinner in Gerald. If you need to relieve yourself afterwards, it would be a nice place to stop. We're not, we're not having dinner in Gerald. So then we kept on going. And uh, and then uh, we rolled past stage coach in, so that removed another possibility. So you went north, north. Yeah, but from where we live, right? It's not, so by the time we're rolling in, you're like what thirty minutes from Belton, if yeah, that? yeah. So we're rolling in the temple, and she goes, "Are we having dinner at Bucky's?" <laughs> I said, no, but that's not a bad idea. But I mean, no. I would have liked that. It yeah. Fine with me. No, we went to a place in Temple that I've been to before that Eric Rains had recommended called Chiefs Brothers, and it's nice. It's a steakhouse right in the middle of old downtown Temple. Nice. So it was nice. So that's 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 where we went. And like I said, we even though we had a reservation, of course, things were moving a little slower, so you had to wait on your table. So we were sitting in the bar watching the Kansas-Oklahoma State game uh, last night. And, um, and uh, you know, Usually, by the, Kansas may stumble early and even in midseason, but by the time you're getting down to the late stages of the regular season, rock rock chalk, you know, is going to be hanging around there in mm-hmm. that crimson and blue. They're going to be a contender. They're going to be in the race, and sure enough, they are. And it's going to be a huge game uh, this weekend in Lawrence when they take on the Baylor Bears. And then, of course, remember the Lawrence have to go to Waco, and then Texas is uh, hosting Kansas. By the way. Cam, can you give us a breaking news sounder? I don't know how really breaking news this is, but I can tell you right now, we now have a start time for that Texas-Kansas game. Uh, I've been asked this quite a bit, so yeah, this this qualifies as breaking news. Okay. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, March 4th. Senior day, final game of the regular season. Do we have a network? Uh, ESPN. ESPN proper, the mothership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be the that'll be the case on uh, on uh, Saturday, March fourth. Make sure about that. Did I heard that that correctly? But I'm almost certain that I did uh, hear that it was ESPN. I know it's three o'clock. I'm just double checking to make sure that it was that was anyway. I'll, I'll find it off of that. But it was. Uh, I'm I'm almost. Oh, here it is. Yep, three o'clock ESPN. Sweet. So. So uh, that uh, that game with Kansas will be that day. So that'll be the uh, regular season finale on Senior Day uh, at uh, at uh, Moody Center. So uh, you can mark that now down on your calendar. Uh, Dwight Rabbit says, uh, "Time to get over the Gerald stuff." You'll never get over the Gerald stuff. It's, he did it's ingrained say, in he you. He did say, "Just kidding." Yeah, he course. said, "Just kidding," because he kind of knows. How you are about that. And then I, I took a picture of something the other day, and I wanted to show this to you. In fact, I was going to send it to you, and I did not. But uh, it's important for me is to— Is it Gerald-related? Yes, it is. Okay, does it involve outhouses or an animal's head being stuck in a fence? It does not. Okay. It involves— Because I was going to be really mad if that was the case. It involves H-E-B. H-E-B? H-E-B— is now delivering to Gerald. There was a sign at the HEB that the one there that I go to, the DB Wood and mm-hmm. uh, uh, there uh, at, uh, at Williams Drive. They had a sign there. Order on my HEB app or HEB.com. They now deliver to Gerald. That's a pretty good hike from that HEB to uh, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. 
but they they do. All so, right. See, Gerald taking another step forward. You know, just just important for you to keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, uh, question on the specs text line five one two three. Three seven three seven seven six five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Somebody said, "Is there an early indication or speculation on how SEC scheduling will go for men's and women's basketball beginning in the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season? What about baseball, softball, and other sports?" Uh, I've not heard any of that. The only thing I have heard, and uh, Daryl goes, "Why doesn't CBS broadcast Longhorn hoops?" Why don't you ask CBS, Daryl? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I am a Paramount employee, but I have no say in the programming, nor do I have any knowledge of programming decisions. I don't know, Daryl. That is way above my pay grade. Why are you asking me an unanswerable question? I don't work for CBS. Okay, hey, since since you're on the topic, can I, can we get this out of because this is already this has already popped up on the flagship message board at Horns twenty four seven. Okay, here's how the broadcast rights work for baseball. I don't get a, get your phone, get the voice memo app on your phone, record this, mark this on the time marker, go back and listen to it because I don't want to have to repeat myself and Craig doesn't want to have to repeat himself all throughout baseball season. Although I can predict that we will. Longhorn home baseball games. Almost all of them will be on LHN unless one of the Big 12's tier 1 or tier 2 television partners picks the game up. And that won't happen this year. Texas is only on uh, ESPN twice, and both of those games are at TCU. There you go. So none of the home games at UFCU Dishfalk Field will be televised by anyone other than Longhorn Network, which will televise all of them. When it comes to road games, LHN does not have priority on road games because that will go to whatever the home that home team's third tier rights it goes to whatever their third tier platform is whether that's in a streaming network uh, a, a cable channel whatever it is again unless somebody's tier one or tier two television partners pick up that game like you said in the case with espn picking up a couple of games so no there will not be road baseball games on lhn and that's why yeah and 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 i hope folks will kind of try to run here's how i try to explain it a little bit to folks Texas Tech will be here in March for a Big 12 Conference Series, an important one. All three games will be on LHN. If Red Raider fans in Lubbock want to watch those games, they have to watch it on LHN. Now, they can they can do it through uh, the ESPN Plus app with Longhorn Network connected. You can do it that way. But my point is they are all televised by Longhorn Network. It's not by an independent network. It's Longhorn Network because the games are in Austin. Yeah. When Texas plays at Kansas – in May, those games will be on ESPN Plus, and they will be Kansas third tier. So it does you no good to complain about why aren't those games on ESPN? <laughs> Remember, it's each institution's home telecast. That's how it works. Uh, and unless it's picked up, as as Jeff mentioned, by one of the major tier one partners, and I think ESPN is uh, the ESPN family. Networks is only televising it's either four or five games total involving Big 12 conference schools. I just know once you start posting press box pictures for baseball and you do it from the road, it is going to be a social media ass whipping of the highest order <laughs> that takes place on your Facebook feed. 
Why are they the other? Why are they the other? I don't understand. And I've, I've explained it many times. You know, you can't, you know, any more than than uh, when when Oklahoma comes here, that they have the right to televise from UFC or Dish Field. They don't. They'll be on Longhorn Network. And then when this, Texas goes to the other place, they don't. They don't this, have the right to televise back. It this belongs actually, to the individual institution. This will actually be much easier to sort out when Texas goes to the SEC. Yeah. Especially once you get to conference play because it's either going to be on SEC Network proper or you're probably streaming it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's it's going to be one or the other probably yeah. unless unless it's on like SEC Network, SEC Plus, one of those deals. Mm-hmm. And even then, uh, a lot of times like on the Plus ones on SEC it's still their third tier thing as opposed to an independent SEC network telecast mm-hmm. yeah. uh there. So, uh just it's important to kind of uh, somebody said, if it ain't on Bally, look on the ESPN app. It's not on Bally. Bally's not doing any games with that. They're not. 99% of the time it's on those. They did for a while. They're not doing any games this spring. Uh, Bally Sports Southwest. No, and Daryl, I just want to say it's, it's, not, it's not your fault. This is just this was as good a time as any for kind of the all-encompassing yeah. conversation. And, and I wanted to bring up the baseball thing. I just didn't know when because I already got that question this morning. I'm like, I, I'm I love I love our listeners. I love you know our, mm-hmm. our subscribers at Horns twenty four seven. I love everybody that's invested in in mm-hmm. what I'm doing and what we're doing. But I really don't want to have to answer that question every road series for baseball. May not have to everyone, but I have a feeling we're going to have to answer it some more. Yeah, because so, some people it's like it's like Beaver Lance Jason said. Oh, information I've known for a few years now. Thanks for the update, guys. Some people are late to the party. I'll they say just this. Are. I'll say this for anybody wondering if it's worth the money for me because I don't go on baseball road trips. Just you know, it's not it's not really worth it unless it's close, like the Baylor series or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or like a, a one night one off to College Station. ESPN Plus for me, it pays for itself during baseball season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially during because you know during conference play, all of them are going to be on plus. And those few select, you know, non-conference series that are on Plus, it pays for itself. Yeah. Somebody said, I was able to watch the away baseball games last season on ESPN Plus. Is that over now? No, it's not over. That's the whole point is that that's how you have to do it. But there are a lot of people who think that that whatever, it's their inalienable God-given right that every – Texas Longhorn game should be on television and probably over the uh, over the air linear TV and not Homer Road. Yeah, Homer Road, and that's just not the way it works. Uh, when you're in somebody else's house, you're living by their rules. Yeah, that's just how it is. Unless one of the partners comes in for a uh, you know one of the uh, a national network and and the partner in this case, it's just ESPN's family. Yeah. Uh, to Daryl's question though about basketball specifically, I don't know how the who's got priority. I know CBS will do a couple of Big 12 games a year, mm-hmm. but their primary television partner for basketball right now until 2024-25 when uh, ESPN takes over everything SEC, it's going to be the SEC Big and the Ten. Big 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of that now. And, uh, and every now and then you'll get the occasional <laughs> Pac-12 game too, uh, but primarily you can bank on – if there's a big-time game in the SEC, you're going to get it on Saturday on CBS. If there's a big-time game in the Big Ten on Sunday, you're going to get it on CBS. Yeah. D. Fry says, damn, not hard. LHN at home, check ESPN Plus on the road. Yeah. Right. So uh, somebody said, wait, LHN's on ESPN Plus. I thought that was a cable provider thing. It depends 
on stuff because I've had my brother be able to watch it and then other times not. It depends on who your cable satellite or yeah. satellite provider is. Like I've got I've got Spectrum, so I've had LHN since two thousand thirteen maybe. Yeah. And when I go to Plus, I can you know L A I can access LHN through my Plus feed. Captain K Man wanting to know what channel the Simpsons are. Are they still on Fox? Mm-hmm. I think uh, you can get reruns. I think on FX yeah. or F- FXX Disney Plus as well. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Huh. How about that? So there, somebody said, what, Quidditch doesn't matter? <laughs> you can't call it Quidditch anymore. It got canceled because it's... Uh, Tra- trademarked? No, the what's name? the writer? Um, what's her name? Um, uh, they, oh. they canceled her because of her remarks. So they call it like hoop ball or something. It was on where we had in society with Chad. Uh, uh, is, it, is that a J.K. Rowling? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Yes. She got canceled by her own fans from the sport that she created... And now they changed the name. What'd, so, she get, okay. what'd she get canceled for? I don't remember. Something derogatory? Yeah. There were some comments made back yeah, then. Yes, so and this last text is a good one to finish it off on. Yeah. Oh, it's your, 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 your slayer. You're okay. saying it's on Raycom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there why, you go. Why Why is my feed on the text line pulling out faster than yours? I don't know. Um, T-Bone asking, will the video board in right field be working this no, season? No, it will not. No. I was out there last week, and that, that big banner – which is a nice looking banner with the championships yeah. and all that. So CDC has already addressed this, and I don't, you know, I know not everybody's on Twitter. So basically, the parts that it would take to fix that video board, they want to upgrade both scoreboards. Yep. So they're just going to do both once the season is over. Yep. So for the twenty twenty four baseball season, mm-hmm. you'll have both video boards working. You'll have a new video board in left field and a new functional video board in right field, which will be the final season of Longhorn Baseball as a Big 12 Conference yep. member next season. Um, since we're talking about final things in Big 12, did you you got the email yesterday about Big 12 Football Media Days? I did not. I'm not on the conference year. email list. The, for some brand, the final, what will be the final ever Big 12 Football Media Days are, are in next July in Arlington. They're on a uh, Thursday, a Wednesday and a Thursday. Yeah, then we get ready for that marathon that is yep. SEC Media Day. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, you'll have that uh, coming up. Uh, so, again, somebody said, do you all know the Quidditch schedule? They said, it's not Quidditch anymore, according to Cam. It's hoop ball or whatever. Uh, so Yes, D-Fry, I feel your pain. I'm an Astros fan, and I don't have access to whatever it is, Xfinity or Comcast or whatever the uh, cable provider is in greater Houston area that has. Or I guess AT&T. It's AT&T mm-hmm. that broadcasts the Astros games. Yeah, I don't yeah. – uh, I only get to watch the Astros whenever they're on Bally's playing at the Rangers, or if it's a national game. It's the only times I get to watch. Only times I get to watch the Astros. I, I, I watch them when I choose to watch them, uh, based on having the baseball package. You, you know, you're a closet Astros fan. You like peek, you like peeking in on the Astros. You know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. As it as it all goes. Uh, so, see, can we have a segment where Jeff and Purple Buffalo's daddies, uh, it's Purple Buffalo's daddy, goes one on one in a roast battle? That would be fun. Well, that would involve calling in, and I don't think two tin cans and a string are going to connect all the he way He finds over a here. way to text. He finds a way to text on that Texas Specs text line. Uh, uh, we we need a break. When we come back, there's a question I want to get to. Probably goes down to the payphone and uses, like, predicted text, like old school. Uh, we need a break. When we come back, we'll have our uh, Longhorn Notebook, and there's a question we'll get to that uh, pertains to uh, – 
Texas softball I want to get to. Their home opener, by the way, is this evening. So we'll we'll uh, talk about that, about that and uh, basketball and some other and some football notes. All of those things coming up when we continue with Life the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Ray Chapel. AP style book conversation during the break. We were. We were talking grammar. How about how the AP style book will change stuff? And normally I try to abide by it when I'm writing, and then there's some yeah. changes it makes. I'm like, like, Carl, like percentage. I'm like Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. Like, I'm not doing that. What was that? Came percentage was a big one. Uh, instead of writing out percent, you now use the percentage symbol. I still write it out. I still write it out because it just looks cleaner. Uh, the one Craig and I were talking about, they came out with something last fall. It's like, no, no, we're no longer hyphenating anything. I'm like, no, I'm still going to hyphenate stuff. Dude, when, when I'm writing stuff out on an email, sometimes I'll hyphenate two words that I know in my, the way I'm, the way I'm presenting it, and it'll highlight it like, there's no hyphen needed here. I'm like, get out of my face with that. <laughs> I'm hyphenating it, that sort of thing. All right, it's time for a Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender who can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that is to get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day or less home loan approval guarantee. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. Before we get to the notes that Jeff has here, I want to address a question on the Specs text line. At three three seven three seven seven six. I really, I, th- this is pretty intriguing. Somebody said, "Can you touch on the softball game over the weekend?" They ESPN around the Horn Show went pretty hard on Coach Mike about killing time because of a drop time in game rule. Uh, what the texters referring to is the Sunday softball game between Texas and Kentucky had a three thirty drop dead time. In other words, once the clock hit 3.30 Eastern, the game was over, no matter where it was in the game. That was for travel concerns mm-hmm. for both teams. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they had to get over from Clearwater to Tampa and catch flights home. They were coming home. Uh, uh, Kentucky's team was you know, going back to Lexington, and the Longhorns, of course, were coming back to Austin. So there was a 3.30, no you know, hard time, uh, no exception, drop-dead time. If you were uh, watching the game on a streaming thing or if you were listening to Andrew Haynes call it on AM 1260 on Sunday, the Longhorns had jumped to a 4 nothing lead. Kentucky came back, scored four runs, tied the game. It goes extra innings. So they get into the eighth. Kentucky was the visiting team, and they score three runs in the top of the eighth inning. So Texas comes to bat – and there was two outs and an 0-2 count. Kentucky's one strike away when the clock hits 3.30. Yikes. And when that happens, remember, because it's not a completed inning, you revert back to what the score was at the start of the inning. Well, the score was 4-4. It goes into the books as a tie. So Texas is 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. 
when they were one strike away and three runs down from being two and three. And maybe some folks were grumbling about that, about, hey, that's playing the game and the gamesmanship that's going to go on when they're trying to do that. I, I do know this. They do this in softball. I know they do it in baseball where no inning can start after X mm-hmm. time. Yep. Uh, so it's it's going to be no inning can start after certain time. And I think – when the Longhorns play at Cal State Fullerton, uh, I think they either have already or are going to agree on a start time where no any because Texas has to catch its evening flight home from LAX. So there there will be a an agreed upon time that no inning can start after that. Then you complete the inning. Yeah. At that point. Um am I misremembering or Forgetting the details, didn't didn't Augie do something like that with a Sunday game against OU? Yeah, there was one, one of year. those. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of stretched that thing out. Yep, yep. It and uh, you know it's like oh curfews here, gotta go. That's also that that's in the same vein as what you're doing in a rain situation, whether you're trying to get through an inning or having them step out of the box because the game's going to be stopped because it's raining at that point. It's 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 playing the game. And it cuts both ways too. I remember, was it twenty? It would have had to have been twenty twenty one, the Texas Tech series at home. Uh, it was the sun. It was the Saturday game. Texans in a reliever. I, it might have been Levi Wells at that point. He's now at Texas. I think State. you're right. And it's right. raining, and it walks a couple of guys. Texas has the bases loaded, and it might have been might have been Ivan Melendez up, and you know two outs, bases are loaded. It's bottom of the seventh. And that at that point the game gets called. So then you come back and play it on Sunday. Well, now Tech can go to the bullpen, bring in a better reliever, and the inning ended quickly. I know you've talked about like with that uh, that regional game in uh, whatever year that was, oh seven or whatever it was, oh eight. Oh, was it? Yeah, in oh seven. Diamond. Yeah, where they were the long <laughs> Longhorns had one out in the seven, and the skies had just opened up. They could not finish the game. And they came back, and they were down three runs to UC Irvine. And there was one out there in the night down, I think it was 7-4 to four or 8-5. to five. They were down three runs. Mm-hmm. And so they all had to go back to the hotels and go back home and all that. And they come back the next morning, like 10 or 11 in the morning, and play that game. It took them 11 minutes. <laughs> Two outs, game over, season over for Texas. And UC Irvine went on to uh, the Supers, which – Texas would have hosted against Wichita State, and uh, and won that, and went on to the College World Series that year. So that's D Fry says that's exactly how you play that. I coach select softball and drip. The drop dead is exactly that. You have to start watching the clock, regardless of if you're up or down with 20 minutes to go. Mound visits, uh, tie a shoe. I don't like it, but if you don't play the game, the game will play you. Mm-hmm. And somebody else said the analysts were saying the way that. Uh, you know, Coach White was stalling with Bush League, changing pitchers, pinch runners, uh, probably when they were well, – first of all, if you're giving up three runs in an inning, you're probably going to be changing pitchers anyway. Uh, the, and they used, uh, you know, pinch runners throughout the course of, of games anyway. And and, and uh, uh, with all due respect to the texter, if this was around the horn on ESPN giving Coach White a hard time, when was the last time any of those blowhards watched a college softball game? You know, that that's like – and it's not just a Texas deal, but right around the time I stopped watching mm. PTI on ESPN yeah. was 
the uh, 04 College World Series, the whole second-place trophy fiasco. Yep. And Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon were both saying, Augie Garrido should be fired. Fired, fired. yeah, fired. Do you, either one of you morons not understand the, the gravity of this, like who you're talking about and how, how many games he's won, not how only, many national championships he's won? Not only that, they didn't know the full the ramifications of what that deal was all about. Oh, of course not. Don't well, let facts get in the way of a good rant. <laughs> when when uh, Denny Pope from the NCAA went to the locker room and said to Augie, hey, are you guys coming out for this thing? And he said, what thing? And, 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 and Augie said to me, as God is my witness, he said, he murmured the words, well, there is this second place trophy. And he said, what do you want us to do, Denny? Do you want us to come out? He asked him, what do you want us to do? And he said, he said, do we have to come out? And he goes, no, you don't have to come out. He goes, well, then we're not coming out. And then, of course, he gets eviscerated Throwing for that bus, for that yeah. kind of thing. And, and think about it. It's it's the only NCAA sport where they have a separate portion of the ceremony where the second-place team is awarded. Like, can you imagine like the, the Final Four a couple of years ago when Villanova hits the buzzer beater to beat North Carolina? You think you're going to get if Carolina told, out there? Told Royal, it was like, hey, can you guys come back out here and walk through the confetti and accept this second-place trophy? Or like tell TCU and the CFP, I know it's not an NCAA thing, but like, hey, yeah, uh, Sonny Dykes, can you bring your crew back out after you guys got curb-stomped and accept the second-place trophy? Yeah, that's why when the UIL does its runner-up. Well, Georgia's smoking cigars on the on the field. That's right. That's why when the UIL does its runner-up medals after state football and basketball champ, they do it pretty quickly. Yeah, when oh, it's yeah. over, they it, there's like a couple of minutes of spontaneous celebration, and boom, they roll out the medals and they get to it there to uh, you know to recognize those kids for being able to get to a state final. Hey, but if you're uh, if you're Ty Henderson and most of the Westlake football team from 2015, yeah. Uh, your second place medals are wound up in a trash can at NRG Stadium. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that, but that's that's different. That's different. That's, other, that's their opinion on that. Uh, okay, so I said you're right. I can't stand those guys on either of those shows, but it was on at the gym while working out. That's that's we, cool. We they, have it on in the studio. I don't they know. They got to have a topic to discuss because now that the NFL season is over, you know, and then it's on to others. Well, you can uh, only milk Jordan versus LeBron for so much. Yeah. Can only do that for so many years. And eventually, it burns like, maybe, out. Maybe we should talk about something else. Uh, I was going to talk football, yep. but we'll save that for the yep. next long notebook. We'll do that. And and by the way, since we were talking Texas softball, you can hear the game six o'clock. It's on one hundred five three. The bat. We're happy that the bat is up and running and all yes. good again. You know, after all the winter storm stuff. Hell yes. So uh, on one hundred five three, the bat uh, five forty five airtime's the home opener. They're playing Lamar over at McCombs. Our man Andrew Haynes on the call, so uh, that'll that'll come your way this uh, evening. Baseball availability with David Pierce mm-hmm. today at mm-hmm. the Dish. I have some audio from that tomorrow. There we go. Okay, it's at one thirty today, so there's it would be impossible unless I can master time travel to have audio today. <laughs> but I'll, I'll send some uh-huh. stuff to Cam, and we'll have some stuff for tomorrow. There you go. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll take a break when we come back. We have inconceivable. Uh, CB says that run from 02 to 05 in baseball, three national championship series, two national titles. It was. It was a, it was a great, great run during uh, during that whole time as well. Up next, inconceivable when we continue to light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the horn app and hornfm.com. Light the tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. 
Uh, okay. Uh, on the inconceivable we go. Look, I'm just saying, when, when there's a promo airing on the station and an ad about oily stools, and then the very next story, Cameron tells me, is, hey, I was in the bathroom. I'm like, what? Like, make sure this goes somewhere in a positive direction. Yeah. I need this to trend upward. And it did. It did. Uh, well, I'm going to let you lead off because I know you have an item here. Uh, Craig, you remember I, I did this because this was my fault. Not knowing the difference between Greenville, North Carolina, and Greenville, South Carolina. It's a marked difference, by the way. Very, very much so. Um, at least I was in the right country when you corrected me. <laughs> That's uh, true. Kingsley Burnett, he's a, a man from New York, was looking forward to his planned trip to Sydney, Australia. But when his trip was delayed until late January, he accidentally booked a flight to Sydney, Montana Ooh. instead. And that's way out there. Yeah, he shared photos, uh, recently shared photos of his unplanned and extremely unexpected journey to the Treasure State. So uh, he told, uh, he said that he left LaGuardia on January 26th, landed in Billings, Montana, and didn't think much of it because that airport was a common location for travelers to connect to Sydney, Sydney, Montana, which is 100 miles east of Billings. The only problem was he was he was off by one letter. He said, I had to find out for myself that Billings, Montana would only take me to Sydney, Montana, where there are no kangaroos waiting to welcome Mr. Burnett, he, uh, he said. <laughs> um, according to the New York Post, Burnett realized he wasn't going to Sydney, Australia, when he saw the size of his plane. He said, quote, I saw the little plane with like nine passengers and wondered, <laughs> how is that going to get me to Australia? Burnett said he was planning on taking a cruise from Sydney Harbor. So... He has rescheduled his trip, though, to Sydney, Australia. For real this time, he'll be leaving in the middle of June. <laughs> there's a difference. There's quite a difference. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. Because at least I was in the right country. I was in the right time zone. That's yeah. close to Paris, France, and Paris, Texas. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Um, coming off Valentine's, I have um, three food-related Stories. Can I share a quick Valentine's Inconceivable, though? Of course. So my daughter has her Valentine's party at pre-K yesterday, right? Yeah. So they make these hats, and it says, things you love, and it's like three blank spots. And I see one is the dog, our dog okay. Daisy. Charlotte's second blank spot is filled with mom. Okay. And the third blank spot is dad and the cat. So I'm gl- good to know that I'm tied in third place with the cat for things my daughter loves. Uh Okay, well, that's nice to know then. You're, you're, good, at least you're on the mention. Good to know the cat and I are on the same level. You're you're on the board. That's the important thing here. Um, I have three football-related stories. I mean, football, three food-related stories. One, uh, where do you stand, Cam, with Chick-fil-A? Do you like Chick-fil-A? Oh, yeah, top top three. Okay. You know, they have a new sandwich. Oh, talk to me. Well, sandwich is grilled cauliflower. It's a cauliflower sandwich. Mm, gonna pass on that one. You gonna pass on that? All right. Usually, I say fast food restaurants when you try to go healthy, that defeats the purpose of eating fast food. This is a stay in your lane type of thing. Chick Fil A is one of the few places in the fast food realm that can get away with this. Okay. Because you can get healthy stuff on the Chick-fil-A menu. You can get salads. You can get a grilled sandwich. You mm-hmm. can 
there's different ways you can mix it up. You can get you can get kale as a side instead of fries. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give Chick Fil A a pass. Okay. All right. They debuted the sandwich in <clears throat> my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> it uh, and it was seven dollars and nineteen cents before tax. Uh, it's an odd choice. I know. Test market, Greensboro. <laughs> I ate a, I ate at a Chick Fil A in Raleigh one time. Did you? Okay, uh, eighty five miles to the east, and then you'd have to go another hour and a half to get to Greenville, North Carolina. I was on my way to Greenville when I yeah. stopped at the Chick Fil A in Raleigh. There you go. All right, uh, we know obviously that uh, uh, Valentine's Day engenders thoughts of flowers and romance, and also chocolates, right? You know, I thought you were going to say money grabs, but okay, chocolate, I'm, I'm chocolate, with you. Chocolate. By the way, Linda gave me a baseball, really nice baseball, where the seams are are sewn into the ball in the shape of a heart on each side. I looked huh. at that and I said, you could probably throw a wicked breaking ball at that thing <laughs> looking at that deal. But, Ra- raised seams or flat seams? Raised. Ah, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, there were some... Uh, Word has come out about problems that happened uh, into at a M&M Mars factory. Remember, they were big in that in Waco. We make a, a Mars bars and M&Ms and stuff like this. One was in Ohio, and workers were, were hired from outside the company to perform maintenance work at the M&M Mars factory. And while performing their duties, the two workers managed to somehow fall into a vat of milk chocolate. That was destined to become candy bars like Twix and Snickers. It was not clear how they fell into it. That's got to be instant death, right? Well, getting the workers out of the vat proved difficult. Fire crews have eliminated pulling them straight out of a tank, said the communications supervisor. They have to cut a hole in the side of the tank to get them out. Emergency teams cut a hole in the side of the vat to get the two people out of the chocolate soup. They were then taken to a hospital. One patient was transported by ground. Another was transported by helicopter. And um, and they survived. Uh, wow. The company responded to the incident saying it was f- uh, focused on the rescue operation. We were actively managing the situation. Uh, OSHA fined the company $14,502 over the accident, accusing them of a serious breach of health and safety workplace laws. Boy, if I'm one of those two guys that fell in, it's good to know that my life is only valued at about seven grand. Hey, I mean, you know, well, listen, I'm sure everybody's drawing a mental image of Augustus Gloop. Remember, he fell into the chocolate river in Willy Wonka? He I was, was drinking of, out of the chocolate river and he fell into it. I was thinking about that scene at Beer Fest where Landfill falls into the tank of beer and tries to drink his way out. Kind of that deal. Didn't, you know? It didn't work out for him, unfortunately. Um, and then the other thing that we'll be coming up on. As we know, is Easter. So when we get to Easter and you have those uh, chocolate eggs and the cream eggs and all that, Cadbury, which is oh, a yeah, British company. Oh, yeah, we're going to see that commercial here before too long, aren't we? Which one? The one with the, the lion and the you know all the animals trying to be the, the bunny, the Cadbury bunny. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, Folgers, Cadbury does it right. Just just keep playing the hits Well, your holiday commercials. Yeah, Cadbury might have been able to learn that because a man has been convicted of stealing Nearly 200,000 chocolate eggs worth around 40,000 pounds, $48,000 American. What British police have dubbed an extravagant theft. Joby Poole pleaded guilty in court yesterday to criminal damage and theft. Former Kansas, uh, Kentucky basketball coach? Joby. 
Yeah, not Joby Hall, Joby okay. Pool. Oh, okay. Tens of thousands of Cadbury cream eggs, which is that you know British chocolate egg with the white and yellow soft fondant center, stolen from a unit in Stafford Park in Telford, West England, on Saturday. The chocolate was recovered when Poole was stopped by highway police on Saturday. Imagine that. You see your lights. Excuse me, mate. Could I see you? You like no, 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 not Australia. Driving down the road with two hundred. Could I see your license? Two hundred thousand registration. Cadbury by eggs. Jove, you've got chocolate eggs all in the back of your vehicle. Can you imagine that? Who would steal two hundred thousand chocolate eggs? Two hundred thousand. They said this clearly wasn't a spur of the moment offending. Uh, he had taken with him a tractor unit, and he had to know that the load was there in the first place. So he was like unloading so, him with so a forklift. Like so it was like an inside job. Yeah. He stopped the vehicle when he realized he was being followed. He realized the game was up. He realized the police were behind him, and he pulled in when it was safe to do so. Didn't offer any resistance. Was then arrested. Uh, it helped save Easter for cream egg fans, they said, after almost 200,000 of the chocolate treats were stolen. At least you know it wasn't that damn Sasquatch. It was actually a person. That did yeah, it. it was actually a person. So, it, yeah, uh, it was a chocolate collection box thought to be worth around the $48,000. Chocolate collection box, like the collection plate at church, but it's filled with eggs. Yeah. It said, shortly after the theft of vehicle presumably purporting to be the Easter Bunny was stopped northbound on the M42, and a 32-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of theft. He remained in custody ahead of his sentencing. So, so I couldn't try to do that, though, next time I go to church and they pass the collection basket around, I put like 100 Cadbury eggs in it. What are you doing? Like That's worth about 50 bucks right Yeah, there. absolutely. I'm, I'm helping you out here, you know? <laughs> Well, you, aren't you going to do it? No, Apparently, Cadbury eggs are a hot item on the black market right now. Yeah. Although, I don't know if church would want to be involved with selling things on the black market, now that I think about it. <laughs> Hour number two of Light the Tower, coming up on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.